Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Phase Zero, episode 23, starts now. I'm your host, Brandon Davis, and the Fantastic Four is all here. We are assembled. Jamie Jarak. Good morning. Morning. Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. And Aaron Perrine. Loki Wednesdays are in full effect. Let's get it, BD. Forever. Forever. We got to start the show with a very special birthday. Attention, Applebee's, we got a birthday in the house. Uh, it's Layla. Well, in the UK, they don't even have Applebee's, so Layla's probably like, what is going on? But happy birthday to Layla. I think her birthday was yesterday, so it was between episodes. Happy birthday, Layla. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks for always sending me updates when I'm not in the show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We love you for loving us. Uh, Layla is like our, no- our number one most supportive community building mascot fan, best person ever with the best Funko Pop collection. Although Jenna's is fantastic, which you Thank all you. got a tour of. Thank you for that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And also Layla wants to give a shout out right back to Jamie's tattoo. Thank you. It hurt. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Jamie got her WandaVision tattoo. You want to tell us about it? Um, sure. Yeah. It's just Agatha. I can't show it to you because it's on my back and it's covered right now. <laughs> but um, It's Agatha. It's in the style of Bewitched. Um, she's drinking her little martini. Uh, it's a, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, you tell, you talk to an artist and you give them your idea and it's always going to be like, how will they execute it? And I thought his name is Monte Siam. He's in the honorable society in Los Angeles. If anyone's looking for a good artist, he's, he specializes in watercolors. Um, so yeah, that's what yeah. I recommend. You can go find it on Jamie Jirak's Instagram account. It is a fantastic tattoo and it is worth a look and perhaps a follow if you wish. Uh, we had a crazy week of MCU updates and non-updates that we like were updates that were questionable and then became more questionable. Uh, and also we're going to talk about Loki episode two, but as per usual, we are going to save the spoilers for the second half of today's show so that if you haven't watched, you can uh, come back when you have we got to start with some news. First of all, I went to the set of Black Widow, and I can finally talk about it. I can't talk about everything. I can only talk about my interviews with Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh. If you have any questions about that, please drop them in the comments. Uh, really, the big takeaways here, you can go to comicbook.com slash Marvel. It's pinned to the top of the, the site there. You can find everything there. But the big takeaways, the big one, I think, is the fact that uh, the green vest is confirmed to be the same. I've known this all along. I couldn't say it. <laughs> but Yelena is wearing the green vest that Natasha wears in Infinity War. And naturally, I don't know the answer to this. This isn't me playing dumb. I'm kind of like, is Yelena going to die? Like, do you guys think that's even possible in this movie? 
I mean, we know she's in Hawkeye, so I hope she doesn't. I, you don't bring Florence Pugh into the MCU and kill her off after, like, one and a half appearances. Like, no, we need more of her. It, and the, the closest thing she'll come to dying is, like, a fake Loki death kind yeah. of thing. Like, I could see it where she dies and then, like, goes undercover or something. Like, I don't know, something along those lines. But I, I hope that she doesn't actually die. I need way more of Florence in the MCU, so. I agree. I was starting to think, though, we got the Budapest background with Natasha and Clint. Maybe Hawkeye's just flashbacks and they remember Budapest differently. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would be shocked if they killed off a character by Florence Pugh. I'd be pissed if they killed off a character by Florence Pugh. But it is a very interesting. She said, uh, so Scarlet said that the vest becomes an heirloom, which really sounds like, like, like Yelena dies. But we'll see. We'll see. She also kind of talked about Natasha's death in Infinity War or in Endgame. Uh, which I thought really put a touching, uh, like it's kind of like the closure we never got because they 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 never gave Natasha a funeral. They never like really had. They kind of just threw a bench into the woods and then it hit the Punisher and we moved on. So <laughs> she said, "quote I think she really sacrifices herself in a way. No, just really out of love for love. She saves her friend. She saves everyone, but she saves her friend. And I think that just being in that kind of headspace and being able to make that decision, that selfless decision, that selfless act is so incredibly powerful. It's amazing that she could be in the headspace to do that. So, you know, just a little insight on Scarlet taking a tumble off of Vormir. <laughs> Brandon's favorite moment in the MCU. Yep. I, I, I no, I like to joke about it, but I don't. I, I was. I honestly, I'll never forget the fact that like she died, and it never hit me like to be sad because I thought she was going to come back. Like mm-hmm. I was like, all right, everybody who dies in this, like the whole purpose of this story is to bring everybody back to life, and then I don't know. Hawkeye came back and said, "You go grab your hammer and you talk to him." <laughs> I think it's funny that half of the Avengers movies trick you into thinking Jeremy Renner's going to die, but then a different mm-hmm. Avenger dies. That's like, that's like a big thing that they love to do in those movies, and it's hilarious to me. I, just kill him. I, know I don't know. Quite a few people in our comment section are like, "Just take Clint, get Jeremy Renner out." So I'm sure that that's a double whammy for some of our fans uh, here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that, those are the big takeaways. I, I don't know when I'll be able to talk more about my time on the set. I am seeing the movie very soon. I don't know if I can say, Ooh. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure. Has anybody said on Twitter yet? Like, am I going to be the first one? I don't know. Say? Or I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> but it's like really, think, really I think soon. I'm also seeing it maybe soon. So like, like, like when we hang out this call, um, <laughs> I, I might be busy today. Uh, anyway, I, then there was this clip. Uh, so I, I did the F9 junket and I talked to everybody about F9. But if, as you do when you go to a junket, you also talk about upcoming projects, which you know are going to perform well on your website. And we are comicbook.com. So I have to ask about comic book movies or I wouldn't be doing my job. So I did my job. First up, Tyrese. <laughs> Everybody's face says it all right now. Uh, we're going to talk about this in just a second. I'm just going to roll this clip first. Uh, Richard, can you roll the clip where Tyrese and I talk about Morbius? Please. You're joining the Marvel world under under Daniel Espinosa for Morbius, which is so dope. Man, yeah, exactly. I did, like, did Dan, how did Daniel make this fit into the Marvel world? Like, what what is that world going to look like? Is that, I just want to hear about it. Well, you know, Doing this movie opposite Jared Leto, man, 
was nerve-wracking, exciting, and inspiring. Um, he's really, really interesting, this guy to work with. Daniel Espinoza kept me nervous the whole time as well because he's a, he's a real alpha, very aggressive filmmaker, and uh, he's very honest, so he'll tell you. Um, he'll tell you sometimes things you don't want to hear about how to step your game up as an actor. Wow. And he did it to everybody. And um, he pulled some great performances out of everybody. And I don't know, man, I think a lot of people are going to be shocked. And they just pushed the movie to October um, because they want to take advantage of that Halloween en energy. So it's going to be a long year, man, of, of a lot of magic happening out here. That I can't wait. Is it is it part of the MCU? Can you say like yes. the, the Avengers world? Yes. Oh man, that's going to be exciting, dude. So it's not going to be exciting, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be exciting. Morbius might turn out to be a good movie, but Aaron, I want I want to hear your take on this first. Uh, they go ban you. Tony said they're going to ban you from all the rest of the fast movies. The Just to Live makes. They're going to ban you from all of the junkets. I, I was away from my phone and I came back to my phone and saw this clip and then, then back to back. And I was just like, they ain't never going to let Brandon be around again. They're just not going to let him flourish because whatever. You're going to have someone like literally standing over your shoulder the next time you ask a question at a Universal production. Like, I don't know. Are you going to do interviews for Jurassic World? Please, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Please do ask Chris Pratt all the questions. You bring the gold back. Um, Here's the thing. Hold on. In my in my defense, <laughs> you're only seeing one minute of these interviews. I do have three minutes. I know. Of Fast I know. Nine chatter, but I no, know. I know. But I, I, you are the voice. You are also the voice of a lot of people on the internet who are like, "Why is he asking about Marvel at <laughs> a Fast and Furious show?" It's like, well, hold on. We talked about Fast and Furious. We just release the Fast and Furious stuff when the movie gets closer. We got to play, drop this in case someone else has. The yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. very normal. I mean, yeah. I just yeah. talked that's to the Cruella question. director and I was like, I'm not going to not ask him about Pam and Tommy <laughs> with Sebastian Stan and those and those clothes and stuff. Like that's, yeah, I, I feel like the internet's a little harsh. But I think what Aaron's saying is uh, you, you've you all these tired actors, like poor Tyrese, he looked dumb I know. the day. <laughs> I, and like, it's like you like manipulated him out of that answer because he <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. I went straight in and I said, I was like, you know what? I, w I beat around it the first time. Let me just ask directly. Is it part of the MCU? Because then we would have had that we that answer where it's like another non-answer. He said yes. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does he know what the MCU is? So I said, the Avengers world? He said yes. Yeah. I, mean, I honestly... I think part of the appeal for Morbius, I, th or I think part of the reason why they're trying to get us to care is like, is it in the MCU? Is it not? Like, here's this random picture of like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man in the background of the trailer. Here's Michael Keaton. Like, I think that question is like fueling a lot of the anticipation surrounding the movie because we don't know what to make of the movie otherwise. So it's like, I don't blame Tyrese for saying <laughs> this, but it just, I was more concerned about like the release date, like how he got like a new release date out of nowhere that then people were like, no, they didn't move release dates. It still comes out in January. Like that was that was more the part where I was like, where did that come from? That's I think really he just weird. Needed a nap. Yeah, it, it had originally pushed back to October, and yeah. then it pushed back. So he just didn't know about this a, a few <laughs> weeks, maybe a couple months ago. Second delay, but he also didn't know that it's not in the MCU. 
because Sony then came out and released a, a statement via GameSpot that said it's in the Sony Marvel Universe or whatever the hell that thing's Spider-Man called. characters, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, nice short name rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Brandon, I will say this, though. This all is a product of Sony trying to both build anticipation for whatever's going to happen to Spider-Man No Way Home and have their cake and eat it too of, no, 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 it's not connected to MCU as everything inches slowly and slower and slower toward all this stuff being sort of connected. So I mean, it's I not had, good on you. I, I had zero interest in Morbius until I saw Michael Keaton in that trailer. So, <laughs> I mean, that worked on me. I'm going to see it for Michael Keaton. I mean, yeah. Is it part of the MCU? We still, I mean, like we got a yes and we got a no all in the same day. What is going on? I don't know. But you know what? Listen, that was like late in the day on a Saturday. I was interviewing Tyrese. Nothing was running on time with that. So I don't even really feel that bad. Uh, and on Friday night, we, uh, we were, we, we, we were three out. Vin was, Vin was a little, a little late to his interviews on Friday night. And so a lot of us were just sitting in a zoom room, just waiting to talk to Vin. Uh, and so then I talked to Vin and honestly worth the wait because we got this little nugget. Richard, go ahead and run the, uh, run the clip with Vin Diesel. Last time we talked in person, you were going on to, you, you talked with Taika and you were doing some Thor 4 stuff. How was it? How was it? How was it to bring Groot uh, to a different movie? Taika is, is incredible. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the Groot character is, there's a few characters like Iron Giant and, and Groot that, that I knew were going to be, um, gifts for my kids in a way. Uh, but the irony is it, it, the Groot character is a gift from my kids because I played that character in part because when Marvel sent over a book of Marvel characters, my three-year-old son at the time pointed at the tree. And I never would have thought uh, that that would be a character I would play or, you know, I had um, nightmares of playing the tree at the school play when I was 10 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, the playing Groot is, is a wonderful thing. Taika is a friend of mine and, and such a talented director. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see. I'm talking to- As is James Gunn. I mean, they're just talented directors i take my hat off to them absolutely man i'm talking to foggy on saturday i'm gonna put in the black bolt word again for you that's the money all right brother well thank you man (laughs) i'll talk to you soon if you're talking to foggy on saturday uh you can ask him about the the groot story that he's excited about i'm just gonna pull up this clip and you're just gonna i'm gonna use that to ask it right there the return to planet x Okay, two big takeaways from that, right? <laughs> One, Marvel sends out a catalog of characters for actors to pick from. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if you're, maybe if you're Vin Diesel. Yeah, if you're Vin Diesel, <laughs> it's like you just get the pick of the pick of the litter, basically. Okay, but imagine if you're like, uh, never mind. I don't want to be mean. Um, <laughs> but. That's one thing. The second thing is uh, Planet X. At first, I've, I'm not going to lie. So here's my first <laughs> reaction to that bit of, uh, of of dialogue from Mr. Vin Diesel. First, I was like, did they give him a fake planet name? 
and just call it Planet X, and they're going to reveal the name like in the script because all he has to do is say I am Groot. And then I was like, oh no no no! no. I, then I remembered Planet X is Groot's planet, so home to like the what do they call it? Uh, Flora Flory Colossi Flora Colossi. That's mm-hmm. Groot's, Groot's species. Mm-hmm. So either in Guardians Three or the I Am Groot special or the Holiday special somewhere. We're going Planet X. Generous I was Planet. about to say, I my theory as soon as I saw this clip going around yesterday is I would love for this to be in the holiday special because it feels like Marvel's answer to all of the Wookiees in the Star Wars holiday special of like, if we just have the Guardians teaching the Groot planet like the magic of Christmas, then that, feel, that feels like a very James Gunn thing. And it feels like something that would make that like really, really appealing to people. So I just selfishly want that to happen. I just I, want them to teach Christmas to them. I think you're totally right. I mean, because James Gunn has has said that the holidays, Chris, the Star Wars holiday special is played a huge influence. Um, I can't wait to find out what um, Groot's version of Life Day is. Yeah, That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, if they're not a bunch of trees just covered in like Christmas lights, yeah. Thank you, Brandy. What's, <laughs> thank you. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, very pretty. What's the point if we don't do that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah so you know the fast nine cast loves talking about marvel sometimes they're right i really vid looked i'm sorry but what time was it when you were interviewing that man? yeah we were scheduled to start at 6 40 p.m central time so 3 40 p.m pacific time we started at 9 30 friday night central time Jeez. so seven something i mean they were going all day but certainly taking their time and I don't know what they were doing in between, but uh, I mean, Vin is a good interview, but, uh, but uh, it was a bummer that we had to wait so long. Um, Jonathan Majors, you may have heard the name, was asked if he's going to be in Loki as Kang the Conqueror and said, quote, I have no idea what you're talking about. Somebody knows how to keep a secret or they're just genuinely not in Loki. I'm on the team. He's just genuinely not in Loki, although that's going to counteract one of the theories I'm going to share later in the show. Jenna, what do you think? I I still feel like he could show up. I feel like he he seems like the type of actor who can keep a secret, especially in a print interview where we're not seeing how his face reacted to that question. So I feel like he might just be kind of playing coy on purpose. And if he's not in Loki, then cool. But I feel like, like you said, the theories for this episode are definitely going to lend themselves to Kang showing up. Yeah, Aaron, what do you think? Whew, I mean... I, like thank Jesus it is in print I agree with Jenna because like who knows what he said he's like I don't know what you're talking about or yeah. if it's like I seriously don't know like what is that I've only read the script or whatever for Ant-Man I have no idea what you're talking about but I think he might be playing possum it it would make sense after everything we saw in the episode like I don't know let's let keep a lid on it till later because we're going <laughs> to talk about that later but yeah that's true that's true and he's and so He's so charming. I could never tell. Even if he was lying, I'd be like, I don't know. You're just nice to listen to. Yeah, we're gonna have a, I think we all have some Kang stuff to say later in today's Loki spoiler part of the show. Um, uh, also, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, thank you for bringing that up, uh, Aaron, because I forgot to put this in our little, our little rundown of today's show. I almost skipped this. It started production, and you know how we found out? <laughs> Paul Rudd was in a video posted by Tyreek Hill, the NFL player for the Chiefs like we're getting Marvel news from the Kansas City Chiefs now um (laughs) but yeah and and Evangeline Lilly just this morning posted a video on Instagram of her getting in all wasp shape uh she's all getting shredded up again Evangeline Lilly loves working out I support 
but yeah, so that's that's the news. Oh, and all Disney Plus shows are coming out on Wednesdays, unless they are already airing now on a different day of the week. Like the Bad Batch will continue releasing on Fridays, <laughs> but Disney Jamie's, Plus shows are moving. Jamie's to having a crisis over here. <laughs> I, I feel that. I don't like it. I'm still. I don't understand. They need. I. I've always said this since the first season of The Mandalorian. They should drop Sunday nights at a time like 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 Game of Thrones did, where the, at a time where everybody can watch at the same time and we can all experience it together. Um, but Friday was better than Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday? There's no. I don't. Mm, but I guess like, when's the spoiler window? Yeah, the Loki yeah. number members did so well. I understand. Like, I t- I don't know why I, t- I got so dramatic. <laughs> um, I just, uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I, they, they had room to improve and make it a better experience for everyone. And now they've made it more difficult. Um, so that's how I feel. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to wake up on Wednesdays, you guys. <laughs> yeah, same. I've been up since 6 a.m., cracking on this uh, on a video that's going to post on YouTube later, producing this podcast. Like, I didn't mind doing that on Friday because it was like, all right, we got the weekend ahead. Now it's in the middle of the week. It's like, oh, gosh, I have to watch Loki now. What a... (laughs) Tough, tough. There are certainly worse problems. (laughs) Oh, no, that's our job. I know. Wow. It's, uh, but I agree. I think Sunday would be the day because then more time, like, even if you release it on Saturday night so that people could watch it anytime Sunday, you know what I mean? Like the same, like just or Sunday at three, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 Wednesdays. I think Loki was tremendously successful, is what that means. But also, Loki always should have been the biggest premiere out of all these. I think that Marvel had like Loki had every advantage of Marvel shows coming before it to lay the groundwork and build the buzz. But also, Loki is the longest running character in the MCU of all the characters getting it. It's the biggest name. I mean, you can like it doesn't have to be your favorite character out of Scarlet Witch. Vision, uh, Bucky, or, or or Sam, but Loki is certainly probably the longest running and most recognizable name and face of the MCU to date to have their own name and a title on Disney Plus yet. I, this this show got better first ratings for the first episode than The Mandalorian, which is insane. Like you beat Star Wars. It is a thing that everybody was waiting for when and like the the key thing when Disney Plus launched was The Mandalorian, right? So this is a huge deal. Like apparently like Tom Hiddleston might be one of the top five most beloved people in the entire MCU after what we've seen these first two weeks, which is Mm -hmm. wild because he's only in like how much of it besides uh, like so Thor. It was like 70 minutes. Like wow, he's spread out. I think he's only in like I think that's what Kate Heron said in an interview, like something around 70 minutes of screen time. (laughs) He's my favorite man in the MCU. It's true. It's like he has such a presence. It doesn't matter. He could have been there for five minutes. He's such a glorious purpose. (laughs) And we're going to talk about that glorious purpose in just a minute when we get back from this ad break to pay the bills and do all the things we got to do. Loki spoilers ahead. See you in a minute. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you. 
Welcome back to your weekly MCU program, which is now on Wednesdays for the rest of your life. That was the part of the episode where we talk about Loki episode two. Full spoilers. You've been warned. Go ahead and get talking in the comment section. Share your reactions. We're going to go around the horn with reactions before we get into all of it. Jenna, you're at the top of the screen there. Start us off. What do you think of episode two? I love this episode so much. I am so glad we can finally talk about it because having seen the screener and then pretending I didn't for the past two weeks was torture. Um, This episode is just so great. Like there's so many different elements of it that in addition to just being a good thing for the MCU, it is just a really well-written show and a really good approach to like all of the time travel tropes that have been in so much of media. So I, I adore this episode so much and I'm so glad everyone else is seeing it too. Aaron, take us away. Um, I love police procedurals, like despite myself, because my grandparents, we watched a lot of like 21 Jump Street, the original at the house. I watched a lot of iZombie in the early days of the CW and I love it. And it just hits all those nice connections in your brain. Like, ah, yes. Like two detectives that don't really see eye to eye. Owen Wilson going to the police, like to the uh, principal's office, basically, and getting chewed out for Tom Hiddleston was delightful. And then like the walking out of there and having the conversations. It's just stuff that you don't really get in a lot of other MCU properties, like the walking and talking and having the interplay between the two of them, which is great. And of course, like the ending has a ton of like, you know, stuff for the rest of this year of the MCU, I'm sure we're going to have to address that at some point. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. Jamie, what'd oh, you think? So It's just so much fun. I mean, the reason that Ragnarok is my second favorite Marvel movie is because it's funny. And this show has, is funny. And I love that. I, I love that we can get, we can get crazy and serious and actiony, but to the core, we've got Tom and Owen and their chemistry is perfection. It's so hilarious. I'm just loving every second of it. Um, I'm so excited to have Sophia Martino in the show. Um, she, uh, she's in the, sh- um, was in this British show flowers with my girl, Olivia Coleman, just a 12 episode kind of short series that is amazing. And she was so good in it. And I'm just so excited that she's about to become, famous um, because that's what happens when you join Marvel uh, so I just oh and also Miss Minutes that uh, Loki swatting at Miss Minutes was just a true delight because you know everyone's like Miss Minutes is going to be I, I hope she's in like two seconds of every episode and it's going to be everyone's favorite part of the episode for all time always <laughs> Miss Minutes is great I love the episode I think the episode is better than episode one which I also loved I think that episode one got the heavy lifting out of the way to set up the show and the mythology that we're about to go through with the TVA and really this was just so well paced so well made everything the performances the writing the story the implications for the MCU the character moments they were all there loved it might be one of my favorite episodes it. it's probably my top three episodes for any Disney plus Marvel episode yet mm. um, I think it was that good I really really liked it that might be bowls that might be recency bias but I really thought it was so good uh, but they're like there were episodes of WandaVision that might have been better and maybe like episode five of Falcon and Winter Soldier but this was really good anyway um, now we're going to get into the spoilers. Let's start at the end. The the reveal that everybody just is taken as Lady Loki, which might not be Lady Loki, but uh, Lady Loki. Anybody? What, what did you guys? We we all kind of knew this, right? Like like if you're on the internet, like we are, everybody saw the photos of Sofia DiMartino in this in this costume and kind of knew. But uh, what did you guys think of that ending? 
I, I was letting anyone else go first. Um, I love the ending. I, I think it's a thing. Like, I honestly had immediately just thought that it was Lady Loki. I was literally texting people this morning who were like, is it Lady Loki? And I'm like, I think so. But then now seeing the Enchantress discourse, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we might be wrong and it might be her. But either way, the fact that, like, Lady Loki is a possibility and is a thing that is being talked about in live action and more people are aware of her. I'm just like, that is amazing, regardless of wherever the show goes with her next. Yeah, and well, that's the thing is like it. it, it, it I, I thought Enchantress when I saw it, like because Sofia De Martino looks more like Enchantress with the blonde hair. Lady Loki has like the big, long, brown, dark hair. That was the number one thing. There was a, like, I don't know if we should say this on the show because there was a spoiler in the credits. That I'd like, I, I you can't really unhear this, and it's a big reveal. So I'm gonna skip it for now. I'll let the comment section decide if we should say that. I mean, um, if it's in the credits, it's in the show. I think but that's it's all, it's only in the credits for a foreign language version of the show. It's not in the oh, English language I version. Listen. I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is yeah. yet. So, yeah. so I want to know, but I but let's see if the rest of the other. I mean, it's such a big spoiler that like, well, not, I mean, it's not that big, but it's pretty big. It's pretty like something you're not supposed to know yet. And it really takes a lot of the air out of this cliffhanger. Um, uh, the comment okay. section wants us to say it. There's not yeah, one do. person who says yeah. don't say oh, it. We got one. Don't say it. Yeah, we have All right. One. We got one. We can't do it. We're not doing it. We're moving on. <laughs> um, it's really easy to find on Twitter. If you do want to be, be spoiled about it, you can find it very easily. Yes. Um, there I was, have no uh, idea who she is. I, I don't know. And let me tell you, I don't care because we just get a, more women villains. And that's <laughs> all I want. Is she a villain, though? Uh, yes, in my mind, she is. <laughs> but also, Jamie loves villains. So I, I don't see her as a villain. I don't know. I feel like in episode three, hopefully, we will get more of an idea of what her story is because it's like, I feel like she is believing that she is in the right side of whatever her master plan is. So. All right. Yeah, all, all good. All good villains think they're the hero. Thanos thought he was the hero. I still think Thanos had a point. I don't know. Mish went about it pretty in a, in a weird way. But anyway, also they had the broken <laughs> horn. Um, he had the Lady Loki. Uh, she had the broken horn on the on the little uh, horny tiara, and uh, <laughs> no pun intended. That was for Jamie. <laughs> Let's see, I got. I I broke her. I broke Jamie. We did it. Yes. Um, it was a it was a uh, agent of Asgard reference from the comics where Loki. I don't think it was Lady Loki. It was regular, like just Loki, uh, but it had a broken horn there. But yeah, so that's the end of the episode there. And also, this Lady Loki that we believe could be Enchantress or a version of Enchantress dropped all the charges she's been collecting from the TVA agents she's been slaughtering into different times and places which is mind-boggling which also by the way if you're a walking dead fan the tva agent who was like making the distress call you might have recognized them that was jordan woods uh he played eric on the walking dead aaron's boyfriend who was killed um how did aaron die i don't even remember so long ago it was like five years ago but uh but yeah this is the multiverse like it, it will. I'm going to go through all the places that we saw them go. Now I'm just rambling. Now, I'm just, <laughs> now I've lost all organization. Now I'm just talking. But I like Aaron. Do you think because WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier did not have huge ripple effects on like the MCU. They had huge effects on characters within the show. Do you think this will actually commit and have the effects on Doctor Strange and Spider-Man that we want it to? Um, that the. the 
everybody above the production seems to think so. Like, if you, all the executives have been giving these weird quotes about how, oh, Loki's the first one of these that actually has big ramifications for everything else we have moving forward. Like, there's going to be ripple effects. You have Bob Iger talking about how it's going to be this big thing. And I'm like, if Big Bob says it's going to be uh, <laughs> this thing, if Big Bob, uh, I've that I, I'll explain why we call him Big Bob later, Brady, if you want to. Whoa, um, whoa, there's like wow. a story. There's like a story about that. Um, another horny tiara. <laughs> but oh, I no. really do think it could it could actually be like the first time we've all steeled ourselves against like Mephisto and oh, is the uh, is the vaccines in Falcon and Soldier going to be the Inhumans? We've had at least two different times getting fubu'd already, but this one seems like it's legit. I think it might actually really kick off some of the rest of it, which is which is wild. Remind me, Loki was always supposed to come out before Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, right? Yes. 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 Okay, then I think so for sure. Yeah. Also, you don't get Michael Waldron to show run Loki and then write Doctor Strange if you don't want the two of them to have to do with each other. Like, I feel like that that has to definitely mean that there's some sort of connective tissue there. I, I agree. And I, it's just but like I, I go back to the investor day where Feige was like WandaVision ties into our Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And it's like, well, why did you say that about WandaVision and not Loki, because it's very obvious that Loki could connect to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and WandaVision's connections besides Wanda doesn't like unless that was recorded before they removed Strange from WandaVision. I don't know. I don't know. I have questions. I'm, I'm just so hesitant because, listen, go back and listen to the first like eight episodes of this show. And we all were so gung ho about how all these theories, all these connections, all these implications and effects and results and uh, it was all pretty contained. They ended up being great shows, but they didn't have those kind of crazy uh, effects in the outcome. Uh, but the locations that the uh, reset charges were sent to, all over Earth, of course, because we think we're the center of the universe. So it had to, it had to have all sorts of uh, drops on Earth. But, but there was Vormir, Asgard, Sakaar, Ego, Titan, Hala, and Xandar. So, Vormir, where the Soulstone is, Asgard, Thor, Loki's home, Sakaar, Grandmaster, RIP now. Ego, RIP Star-Lord. Star-Lord's probably never even born because of that in whatever timeline that creates. Um, Titan is Thanos' home planet, and Xandar, the Nova Corps. This could also just set up all the what-if episodes. Mm-hmm. It's also like I have a list pulled up of all of because there's like specific dates that are also tied to the different plant places. And so it's like Vormir is in 2301 and Asgard is in 2004, which I love that because I'm just picturing like emo early 2000s Thor and Loki somehow being set on this new path because this is what's happening in the early aughts. Um, but yeah, like Ego is 1302. Titan is 1982 and then Xander mm -hmm. is like 1001. So it's like, we are all over, not only like all over the cosmos, but just all over time. So it's like, I don't even know how screwed up the timeline is going to be. If you're going like eons and eons before the most of the MCU and screwing something up. Yeah. Uh, I also think this could be setting up the Spider-Man no way home trailer. Because if, if you, I, in my interview with Tom Hiddleston, I like to ask everybody now, this is becoming like the question I ask at every Marvel TV junket is, what episode is your favorite episode? Which one's going to be the biggest? And he said episodes four and five. Those release on June 30th and July 7th. 
I think the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer could re- release on July 1st, the Thursday before July 4th weekend, be in theaters all long weekend long, and then also play with Black Widow. And I think we need to see the multiverse really blow open from Loki before we can see like the multiverse in any trailers. Like, so my bet is that that after episode four window uh, before Black Widow comes out for the Spider-Man trailer. But now we're just, am I reaching? Maybe I'm No, reaching. I like that theory. I, that feels like something that Marvel would do. So if, if they are able to pull that off, I would be really hyped. Whatever we got to do not to have Tom Holland doing these weird interviews where he can't talk about anything of the movie at all. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure we all remember before Far From Home, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And then Jimmy's like, you're supposed to be dead. And he's like, I know, I know. I'll explain it later. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, give me back my mask. And I'm like, uh, we're not going to get anything? Like, what? Like, how? It was very confusing. So if we could avoid that, that'd be great. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can avoid Tom Holland not oh. being able to say anything ever. Oh, he's kid. honestly, I know. like, a, he's going to be in the cast of Fast 10 before we know it. Enjoy <laughs> 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 with me. I know. um i did uh, rock's card obviously i mean this is in the trailer but i'm just looking for you know things to talk about from this episode in 2050 that feels like how long it's going to take for kevin feige to embrace marvel tv (laughs) so but the fact obviously rocks on is a major corporation for marvel comics they are all over the marvel tv shows especially daredevil uh and we know daredevil i can he's coming back for more than one title so you're gonna maybe see Marvel TV start to get embraced a little, a little hug for Marvel TV, you know, bring in Ben Affleck daredevil too. Why not? I don't know. He's back with JLo. Let's just go all the way back. Don't tempt me. I can't believe but, like I've been transported to my middle school years again. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned 2004, Aaron, <laughs> there, there, or who said uh, Thor emo in 2004, Jenna said that. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see Thor and Loki just jam into Avril Lavigne, like, mm-hmm. he was a skater boy. <laughs> and then, like, I th- emo Thor just jam into it. Um, some stuff in Renslayer's office. I have another theory I want to throw out here. I want you guys to weigh in. Tell me if I'm reaching. Mo- all of Mobius's trophies are in there, and Mobius points out, like, oh, all of my trophies are up there. Why don't I get to keep any of them? Like, all the basically the, the things that he finds in his detective cases that he cracks. What if it's going to be real heartbreaking when we find out that Mobius is just a clone and there's a whole bunch of him, and he realizes he's just a creation. He's not a human, and he can't <laughs> go through that, like, machine that Loki went through in the beginning. And all of those trophies are from just all the other Mobiuses that Renslayer just like take a charge of makes Jamie sad. Well, yeah, but I just want him to get to ride his jet ski. I if know. he has to ride a jet ski, I will <laughs> yeah, ride it. I know. If, 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 if Owen Wilson is not clinging to Tom Hiddleston's back with <laughs> his hair, and by the end of the show, I'm going to be so mad. I, I think there's just such a good chance that Mobius ends up being the emotional core of this show and his realization that he can't leave the TVA or like if the TVA goes down, he goes down with it, whether he chooses to or not is going to be pretty, uh, a pretty tough pill to swallow. I just want to see him ride a jet ski, man. 
I know. The 90s were such a simpler time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be accurate to the comics, not not the jet ski part, but the him being a clone part, because there are like an infinite number of Mobiuses in the TVA and Marvel Comics. Like, it's basically, if you are a middle manager at the TVA at all, you look like Mobius and you are just a Mobius clone. So that would be definitely a really interesting way of dealing with it, of like making that an emotional thing that the audience and himself don't necessarily know, as opposed to in the comics, it's just like, there's like a hundred of you walking around. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also the last little bit before we talk about Kang is the fact that the pen that it zoomed in on and clearly wanted you to see what it said. So I paused and I stood up by the TV and I was like, what does it say? Uh, it says Franklin A. Roosevelt High School, which is not Franklin D. Roosevelt, implying a different timeline with an informant, which Renslayer is allowing to exist. Which leads us to Kang, the Conqueror, of course. I think Kang is just just planting his own seeds of himself in all these timelines and taking over all of them. And I think Kang is the Timekeepers. That's my theory. Because like the Marvel unit, Marvel Cinematic Universe loves to do this: take characters that exist in comics, twist them, combine them. Don't like create one entity, like make them all part of the same one. I think the Timekeepers are are an illusion. They are space lizards and they are nothing more than an illusion conjured by the weak. And Kang the Conqueror is actually pulling the strings. Aaron, what do you think? Is Kang behind all this? Um, I, I like that because one of the things that like you run into even early in this now, we're running into like inconsistencies with their stories, right? Like they're supposed to be all knowing, everything's supposed to be resolved, but obviously Loki figures out a breach in their firewall in like a day and a half. He's like, yo, when it's about when this is about to go down, when an apocalypse happens, it doesn't matter what happens in here. Any manner of thing could be hiding in any of these apocalypses. And they're all like, wow, I never considered that. And I'm like, if you're an omnipotent space lizard, I feel like you should probably check, you know, update the Norton. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, very weird. <laughs> so strange. So and there's got to be something going on, I think you know, in the background with either Kang or whatever this other informant. Cause I didn't, this is the most paused episode of anything I've ever watched on Disney plus. Brandon, yes. I didn't even re- I didn't realize it was a, in the middle of, I thought it was D and I was like, is the TVA in the, in like the past? Like what's <laughs> going on? Are we going to like have some sort of Shyamalan esque like twist <laughs> where he opens the door and it's just Kansas in present day? <laughs> Like, what's going to happen, you know? So, I don't know. It's, it's the village. Weird. It's the village. Well, I will say with, with the Kang theory, like, there is technically Immortus in the comics who is, like, the old man version of Kang. And there is a arc when Kang and Ravana are teaming up and they're kind of in charge of Limbo and they bring the Avengers to Limbo. And basically, Ravana like, turns on Kang and is like, oh, joke's on you. I've actually been teamed up with Immortus the entire time because he is all that is good in you and I don't like you, Kang. I just like you, Immortus. And so then, it's this whole plan where Immortus is trying to like track down the other iterations of Kang and have them all kind of kill themselves out of spite so that then he can be the final one. So if they did any variation of that in the show, it, it would there would be a precedent for it and it would just be something that would make sense for both of their characters. 
is there's a romance there. Yes. Isn't there? Yes. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I would like to see those smoochies. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. <laughs> two attractive people. I'd like to see smooch faces. Like one of my like one one thing that always bothered me about phase three is that we never got Thanos and death being like romantically involved. Like you could have just made it Hella from Ragnarok and made it a thing where he's like, I'm trying to bring the infinity stones to impress my girlfriend. But in the comics with Kang and Ravana, it's basically I'm trying to fight and kill the Avengers. So Rana Ravana will be impressed with me. And so if they did some very of that across all of phase four of just like Jonathan Majors trying to impress Ravana by destroying the Avengers. I would be extremely here for that. Like that needs to happen. I need to, I need to rescind one of my theories. Oh, uh, it says Franklin D Roosevelt on the pen. Oh, oh, it does. Yeah, I was wrong. I just looked at it. <laughs> I, I don't know why it is held like that for so long. I watched it on the screener and it's not as HD as when you watch it on the actual, yeah. uh, on the actual stream and it uh, it says Franklin D Roosevelt. So I, I now I now I have no idea why they <laughs> zoomed in on that but I do think that the like I think it's going to it's going to come back around to show us multiple mobiuses like mm-hmm. like when he put the drink down and there was already rings there like that shows that you know he that's his habit that's a thing he does. I also have another theory kind of tied to that which is I'm convinced that maybe all of the people who are working in the TVA are people who were reset of like they were variants at some point yeah. and like the because they because in episode one they specifically never outline like what it means to be reset they just say like all right we're gonna go reset you and then like Mobius stops it from happening to Loki so it's like what if it is a thing where oh we kind of wipe your memory we give you like a generic name or like a code name and then we just make you work for us and that's how they constantly have this like diverse array of people that they're all help like that are all helping them yeah this is actually a continuation of Owen Wilson's character from Wedding Crashers this is Wedding Crashers too. Before, after he got reset. Brandon brings up Wedding Crashers so much. It I know me that he has not seen any really good Owen Wilson movies. <laughs> uh, listen, there I've seen so No Escape. Fantastic. Okay, Wedding I have Crashers abs- is not a bad movie. It's just that it's a weird one to keep going back to. <laughs> I have seen fun. No Escape with Owen Wilson and Doctor Fate. Okay, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> All right, watch James some of those Anderson movies, please, for me. Oh, wait. <laughs> No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried. I tried to get Brandon cultured. I apologize. Listen, Layla, wow. yeah, Layla Night at the Museum. Night, People yes. brought up Night at the Museum. That is like that's, one of the best Owen Wilson performances. So that's right. That's yeah. right. Sorry. A, a, a national treasure, if yeah. you will. Uh, Owen Wilson has been at Pompeii in two different movies, says Layla. <laughs> Falcons not in the comment section. All right, if you guys want to ask us a few questions, now is the time because we have run out of things to talk about. Uh, we've covered all the Easter eggs and everything. We, we will have another video just really concisely running through all the Easter eggs on the comicbook.com YouTube channel uh, and Twitter and stuff later today. And comicbook.com slash Marvel will have you know, all this stuff. Why do people keep saying Krakoa? I know. I'm trying to figure that out. There was a part where um, Loki is running through apocalypses and I believe he says Krakazoa. Yeah. And I mean, I had the same moment of like, wait, (laughs) did he just... If it, if it didn't register to me, somebody who is like almost always thinking about the X-Men and Krakoa, then it probably is nothing because that I didn't even catch that until you brought that up. Yeah, it was not. Uh, it was. It was not Krakoa. No X Men references. What do we think is Lady Loki and slash Enchantress's plan? You know, I. I thought for a while, Loki just wanted to come out of this with a version of his life that didn't suck because he's seen it play out now, and his life always was in a shadow. But 
Loki's Loki's not the alpha here. Uh, Loki's not telling the story. I don't know. Anybody have any idea? Motivations? I'm blank. I feel like just like there's nothing more mischievous than screwing up the sacred timeline or at least like illuminating the fact that the sacred timeline isn't real and that the multiverse always exists. So that could just be part of it of like, oh, the TVA, I've seen how the TVA are screwed up because there is that line of like, well, Loki is trying to talk to Lady Loki and is like, well, why don't you help me rule the TVA? And they're like, I have no interest in that. So if it's a thing of like they already have met the TVA and dealt with them and they see, oh, there's something going on here that isn't really obvious to anybody else and I'm going to help expose that that feels like something that would work and is also like mischievous enough to work for loki as a character yes we have two good questions uh one do you think we will from falcons and that will owen wilson say wow (laughs) i can confirm he won't say wow in the whole show oh wow (laughs) wow uh and also wait there i saw another good question that i forget what it was. oh this one comes from youtube rodney craner says do you think the multiverse will get resolved eventually or will that be a storytelling device going forward who wants to take that i think it'll be, a story- be both. it'll be a storytelling device until we do get to secret wars and then like maybe eventually 10 15 years down the line we will have like a single universe that all of the stuff exists in but from now it'll just be everything multiverse i feel like yeah 10 to 15 years from now do you think we'll still be doing this podcast in 10 to 15 years <laughs> who knows if podcasts will even be a thing who knows i'm right that's we'll just be doing it from the moon subscribe <laughs> right. via your neural link in the back of your neck we'll bring remember, captain america all your friends we'll right bring steve rogers if we're on the moon we'll have <laughs> TVs are going to evolve and we're going to have Disney plus shows with the scent, a scented edition. Like you can smell the show. I don't know. <laughs> you don't want to smell the scent of, of two Tony Stark's cologne, you know, with regards to BD's theory, if the timekeepers are not real, then would we still be able to get the full secret war story? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you just kind of have to bring it. Do you think they could bring in the beyonder to the MCU? Maybe. Not, you know, uh, don't tell Grandpa BD ten to fifteen years from now. Uh, yeah, I will. I will be rolling over. <laughs> All right, I think we are. I think it is about time to be wrapping up here. Mon wins says I'll be watching for the next 20, 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, listen, I'll be watching as long as it's still good. As long as the like, as long as Tom Hiddleston's there, I'm there. I'm there. You're taking so many people I love for me, Marvel. There's only so many. <laughs> how many more, you know, how many more can you take for me? Uh, all right. The last question. If we get the Beyonder, does that mean we get Madam Web? Yeah, Madam Web is already in development at Sony. If you ask Tyrese, it's part of the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the lady at the Renaissance Fair is Agatha Harkness? I've seen this in a couple YouTube videos already. I don't think so. No, but I will say I love Caper Land. Yes. I was so excited to see her pop up in the episode. It's funny, before I rewatched it, I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I knew I knew we were going to watch Loki, and my friend didn't know, and I was like, we're getting double Kate tonight. <laughs> so funny. She's so good. But it I do like that Agatha. theory. I don't think that theory is accurate because she was, because Agatha looked like Catherine Hahn for yeah, exactly. not in the 80s. So I don't, li- I don't think that theory is true, but I don't hate that theory. Yeah. Have we <laughs> talked about the Peggy thing on the podcast? No, we haven't. No. That was like, people noticed that after we were done recording last week. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you you explain it? 
Well, I guess when they when they're doing intake on Loki in episode one, in the background, like a TVA portal opens up and they drag a, a lady out of it that looks a little bit like uh, Peggy Carter. I just always, blurry enough. Just blurry enough that it could cause some like, oh, is it or, or isn't it? And of course, we had people being like, stop this Mephisto nonsense in the comments <laughs> on Twitter. But it, it looked a little weird. And then did somebody else ask her about that, the director about that? And she was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> she gave this very weird, evasive answer to it. So it was like, oh, no, did we actually spoil something? I don't know what happened. Um, she took she took one look at Steve's life and found out about him and Sharon and said, I'd rather get arrested by the time cops. I don't blame you. I don't blame her. Steve didn't cops. deserve that woman. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get myself banned from my own show for Steve slander. Oh, Jim no. Biscardi's never been the same. Uh, I, 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 here's the thing. I think that could have been Peggy. I think if it was, they would have done more to call attention to it. But I yeah. think there is, I believe... There are Peggy stories coming that are going to spin out of the what if show. Like, I think, I think that some stuff's going to happen there and I'm just going to leave it at that. So anybody else have, uh, have anything else to add today? No, this episode was amazing though. Like I am so excited to see where the rest of the show goes. Cause if, if it is anything like this, like knowing Hiddleston is like episode four and five or where stuff gets really crazy, like considering how crazy we've already gotten, I am so ready, but also not. Let's close it out with predictions for next week. Uh, I'll go first. I think next week is the big Lady Loki slash Enchantress backstory episode, and it takes the pace down a bit, but then we'll have a, such a crazy understanding for what can happen in episode four. So that's my theory. Uh, Jamie, what do you think is coming next week? Uh, oh, gosh, we're going to get Agatha and Wanda and all the magical <laughs> people, and they're all going to come together and do it. I, I, have, I don't have any guesses. I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just here for this ride. I have no I'm idea. Just, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Anything Anything you think might happen next week? Anything you want to say? Um, uh, other than the origin, I think that there'll be some sort of her coming into contact with the TVA before she ever even started this rogue leak thing. Or maybe even, I, I love the trope of she's a disgraced former variant that was helping them and they're trying to keep it quiet because they couldn't keep her on a leash. And then she's like, I'm going to tear you down from inside. That is it. But I don't know. Because like WandaVision, it, this is wonderful. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's great. It's she's so the TVA Zemo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is to the TVA as Zemo was to the Avengers. Oh, oh Jenna, what do you think? Anything you want to see next week? I, I mean, just based off of the little footage we've seen, it feels like that weird purple apocalyptic timeline or planet hopefully will be in next episode, unless we do get Lady Loki, Enchantress, whoever, in more than one episode. So I want to figure out what's going on there because the little bits of footage we've seen look really, really weird and cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see what's next. All right, guys, if you want to talk more, hit us up on the social medias at Hey, it's Jenna Lynn, at Jamie Cinematics, at Summit Lake Hornet, and at Brandon Davis Speedy. You can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram. You can head over to comicbook.com slash Marvel for updates and theories and everything. If you have something you want us to talk about, send them our way in a tweet. Use hashtag Phase Zero. I always forget to check that, but the one time I do, I want to see you guys talking. Uh, and share our podcast with your friends. If you're watching on Twitch, make sure you follow. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Unless you don't like it, then just be quiet. That's today's episode of Phase Zero, episode 23. We'll be back next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the rest of your life. I'm BD. See you there.